The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It's a press coverage show. We break down a pressing issue coming out of week 13. We do it every week, Monday, 315. Joining me, or 320 now, sorry. Joining me to break it down, Tyler Sullivan, a.k.a. Sully. What's up, buddy? How you doing? What's going on, Will? How you doing? I'm doing good. First of two shows with you this week. That's true. Yeah. yeah. You got me tomorrow, too. Yeah. Katie Mox joining us, too. Big Ooh. Niners fan. Would have, uh, would have made sense to have her on today, but whatever. Because um, we're going to talk about Jimmy G and his leg and his injury. There's like a bunch of different layers of this onion, right? The first being the pretty obvious one. Jimmy G uh, suffered a broken foot. It's it 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 just it just stinks. And you're a you know you you're a you're probably a Jimmy guy, right? I mean, you know. Oh yeah. You, yeah, like Niners fan. I mean, in uh, Patriots fans, people who follow the Patriots. By the way, I like your festive lights back there. Nice work. Thank you. Um, Maybe I'll do that because my tree won't fit up here. Um, it, you know, you root for Jimmy G. I think it's easy to root for Jimmy. And he he was a good teammate all offseason. You know, he did what he was supposed to do. He didn't throw a huge stink that Trey Lance was the guy. He supported him. Trey Lance gets hurt. Niners never traded Jimmy. They got lucky. Uh, they, brought him, they brought him back on a new contract. And Jimmy was playing some of the best football of his career. And the Niners were rounding into one of the best teams in football. They got a ton of skill position guys, a great defense, the best defense in football, probably. And then Jimmy suffers a broken foot and now it's Brock Purdy. I mean, I sort of wonder like, you know, from a Jimmy perspective and a Niners perspective, you know, I mean, where, where do you move this team and, and feel free to expound on any, you know, Jimmy related thoughts. Well, what I find interesting is because I do the early odds piece for the site too, and you're just looking at it from that standpoint, and you look at their future odds and all of that, they're still 9-1 to one to win the Super Bowl, better than the Bengals, right there with the Dallas Cowboys, better than the Minnesota Vikings, better than the Miami Dolphins. It didn't take that much of a hit. 
And even the line next week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers didn't really, it was like a two-point swing. It wasn't like it was this massive swing into the other direction of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, like we saw with Baltimore and Pittsburgh next week, where it's completely flipped. Now Pittsburgh's the favorite at home going against the Baltimore Ravens with Lamar Jackson injured. So to me, I found that really interesting just from an odds maker standpoint. They're not putting as maybe much value on losing Jimmy Garoppolo as we may appear to actually be, which I found interesting. Yeah, and you know, we saw that too with uh Steven O and we talked with we talked about his um projections on the uh on the podcast, the recap podcast on Sunday night. They only go from eleven point three wins to eleven wins. Yeah. And they only go, you know, now they they the Super Bowl odds dropped like two point seven percent, which is a lot given you know where they were, but they're still, you know, they don't crater off like there's a lot of teams where I think if you took out the quarterback, it's complete crater city. And that's yeah. not that's not saying anything about Jimmy at all. Uh, it, it's more saying that, that you know, it, projection systems, which are also used by Vegas to make Super Bowl odds, are inherently going to look at this. They, they respect the Niners roster. They respect what the Niners have around whoever's playing quarterback. And, you know, I sort of wonder... Like I, maybe I was like selling Brock Purdy, Purdy a little short on on Sunday night. Ryan Wilson was propping him up. I sort of went back and watched some of, some of his, you know the way he, the throws he made, and there's some really good throws that he made. Uh, and he's got the confidence. He's the last pick of the draft, so you don't want to get too hyped up about it and suggest that he's just going to come in and and be just as good. You know, we've seen. I know the Niners. You look at the record nine and twenty nine without Jimmy um, under Kyle Shanahan since 2017. You can see it on the screen if you're watching YouTube.com/slash/pick-six, but like. Kyle has had success with other quarterbacks too, you know, like he's, yeah. he's, he's, ha- I mean, I, I realize the nine and 29 is not a great number, but I mean, he has had like, he, he's made other quarterbacks look good and perform at various times. And with Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, that offensive line, um, his play calling, you know, it's not out of the realm of possibility that Brock Purdy could end up playing fairly well. I, I think this is more of an eyeball test analysis with the with the 49ers as opposed to what we're looking at here with the stats a little bit because when you do watch this team I know what you're saying it, it doesn't feel like there is a huge drop off and they, that may sound disrespectful to Jimmy Garoppolo I don't mean it to be but it's it doesn't feel like this team loses a Patrick Mahomes or a Joe Burrow or or, or Josh Allen it's not that type of a situation. And, and so you do have a little bit more confidence that they could keep it afloat as opposed to another team like those teams I just mentioned. And the other variable here is, you know, you're talking about Brock Purdy, but there was a dude that just got put on waivers today in Baker Mayfield. So you mm. never know what is going to happen here when we start talking about wh- who is going to actually be the quarterback for them going forward. I, it would probably be Brock Purdy going forward, but who knows? Maybe they get Baker Mayfield and then it's, you know, they, they groom him over the next few weeks. It would be interesting, but ultimately I, I still feel a little bit more confident, a little bit confident in the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan. If it is Brock Purdy, that they'll be able to make it work. They're not going to make him throw these super low percentage, difficult experienced high level throws on all three levels of the field. It's going to be passes to the flat, bubble screens to Debo Samuel. The, the air yards are not going to be that high for Brock Purdy, very similar to what we saw from Jimmy Garoppolo at times. So for me, that sets you up a little bit more for success than it would be if, again, if you lose Patrick Mahomes and you play somebody in to be Patrick Mahomes. You put somebody in to be Jimmy Garoppolo, it's a little bit easier of a task. Yeah, I mean, even the sort of the idea of Jimmy Garoppolo 
And, you know, if you want to extrapolate a little bit further, like with Tua Tungavailoa and that Mike McDaniel system, which was born out of the Kyle Shanahan offensive system, is that the person just needs to be a point guard and distribute where Kyle tells them to to throw the ball. That was almost some of the argument of why did you draft Trey Lance when you could have sat back and taken Mac Jones anyway and just used Mac as the point guard in your offense where he probably would have been pretty good. Now, don't get me wrong. Like, we don't, we don't need to talk about Trey Lance. But, I mean, you know, I, I do think it's like you're not asking – you're, you're not asking uh, somebody to come in and replace Carson Palmer in a Bruce Arians offense where everything is a vertical shot play. Or to your point, you're not asking somebody to come in and replace Patrick Mahomes. And we've seen Chad Henney step in and actually be okay in Andy Reid's system. So I think it could, something like that could work there. Um, for me, it's more like, you know, Jimmy is a really good fit in a Kyle Shanahan offense. And we, we've seen Jimmy play really well for you know, d- different lengthy stretches in this Kyle Shanahan offense. Um, but because it's, it, it is, and again, this is not a pejorative statement. It's just, you know, it's a system quarterback. Everybody's a system quarterback. But if you operate in this system and you operate well in this system and you know how to, you know the limit, you know your own limitations and you know how to um, make quick decisions and to, you know, like like that touchdown throw to Christian McCaffrey for Purdy. You know, that was a great decision. And he threw it, like, he got rid of it with anticipation ahead of McCaffrey. You know, uh, like a lot of quarterbacks might have been shy to pull the trigger and wait till McCaffrey sort of got, it's kind of like a Texas-style route, like, until he actually cut and started turning. Purdy got it out, and by the time McCaffrey's turning around, that ball's coming into him. It was a really good throw, really impressive. And so I think that, you know, I, I think that there is a chance that the Niners can, you know, just, I mean, to make a. I mean, I make a good push. I don't know that they can like go win a Super Bowl with Brock Purdy. So that's why, at least, not that Baker Mayfield, I think, can win a Super Bowl. But I would at least be interested in going out and and adding Baker Mayfield. Uh, Josh Johnson, by the way, already uh, added to this roster. And, and so the other thing is too, like what you were saying too. You don't think it. You know, you don't want to necessar- necessarily bring up Trey Lance as part of the discussion. But I think that this is a huge piece to it. That's going a little bit underrated. I mentioned it on HQ last night when me and Wilson were on there. This is the whole reason why you moved off of Jimmy Garoppolo in the first place. The whole reason why you made this blockbuster deal to trade up into the NFL draft to select a guy like Trey Lance was because you knew you've come to conclude over the time that you've had Jimmy Garoppolo, for whatever reason, his body just can't go through the trials and tribulations of a full regular season. I mean, you go into 2017, five games, 2018, three games. The 16 games he played in 2019, they were in the Super Bowl. The next year, 2020, 16 game, six games. Last, last year, you were in an NFC title game. He played 15 games. It felt like after 11 games played this year, he, they were on their way to another deep playoff run, but the injuries get into the way. So to me, that's almost a reinforcement of why you made the move that you did to go get Trey Lance. Now you could question who they should have taken at that spot, but the fact that why the motivation to move up into that NFL draft to get a quarterback almost is a little bit solidified here with Jimmy Garoppolo getting hurt again in a weird way. Yeah, it. Yeah, that's it's no, that's a fair point. Like you could say that you know, like you know, it's it's it, the Trey Lance thing is so hard to to even like sort of talk about just because we haven't seen him play at all, and we you know we've seen flashes in the preseason, but it's like. It's just so it, it's like it's I, I mean, I think 
if they could go back and do it over again, they wouldn't make the trade to go get Trey Lance because of just of how things have played out. But, right, but I don't point, know if it's necessarily because of Lance. I think it's because I don't think it's be, I don't think they would regret making the trade up to go get a quarterback. It's not because of his. Yeah, 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 exactly. I think it's, they're regretting the quarterback that they chose. Right. Like you were saying earlier, if Mac Jones is in this offense, it's very similar to what we're seeing with Jimmy Garoppolo this year. Yeah, and you would feel injuries are fluky, but you would feel okay about Mac Jones having being able to survive um, and sort of uh, operate that. So the 49ers schedule the rest of the way. They have. The Buccaneers on the road next week. Short week before going to Seattle on the road. Oh, that is some brutal travel on four days. Commandos at home on Christmas Eve. Raiders on the road January 1st. And at the, or excuse me, hosting the Cardinals in week 18, TBD. Uh, seems unlikely that would be the um, the the, uh, the Sunday night football game because there's you, you, they prefer to have ramifications for both teams uh, or at least like, you know, serious ramifications for one, you would think that the the 49ers will have uh, at some point in the near future locked up the NFC West. I mean, I still, they're still the, I mean, still the clear favorites to win the division. I think Although Seattle's just one game back. Yeah. But I mean, that's the big question now. I mean, we're talking about them possibly, can they still contend for a Super Bowl? You do have to still look at that division. It's not like they're the Minnesota Vikings. They got out to this great record and the, the division's all but locked up you still have to take care of business. And now I actually think that that's a pretty favorable schedule. I, I think maybe, you know, as crazy as it sounds, I think maybe Washington might be the most difficult team, depending on what we see tonight with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Monday Night Football. But people, Washington, really, like, people are just out on Tampa. It's kind of funny. I think, I mean, I think Tampa's like. I mean, if they get it right, it, they have the quarterback, they have the offense, they have the defense. I wouldn't want to be, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't, I would be, if I were in the NFC, I'd be rooting for the Falcons to win that division or the Saints to sure. win that division. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because absolutely. I, I mean, you know, but again, still you look at, you know, who knows if they, if all of a sudden Tampa Bay clicks on all cylinders against New Orleans, then yeah, that becomes the most difficult game. But you know, I, from what we've seen so far, it doesn't feel like they are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers quote right. unquote than what, we, what we've seen so far. You look at the rest of it, Seattle, Feels like they're kind of coming back down. Obviously, going to Seattle is nothing to sneeze at. Washington has been the most plucky, somewhat good football team with Taylor Heineke now under center. Vegas has been up and down. And Arizona just feels like they're going to you know, kill each other, whether it be Cliff Kingsbury or Kyler Murray at that point of the season in, in Week 18. So it's possible they have a winning record here. I could see them going 4-1. and one. I mean, it really wouldn't surprise me with Brock Purdy, a quarterback, especially with that defense. So looking at the just some future odds here, in terms of the division odds, the by the way, the Bucks are minus four hundred to win the division. So if you want, if you think the Saints going to win tonight, go ahead and get the Saints to uh, to win that division. That would be the that would be the play there. The 49ers are also minus four hundred to win the division. Seahawks three to one, Cardinals two hundred fifty to one. My goodness, and um, the Rams off the board. So yeah, San Francisco likely to win the division, but I do think it's worth noting that. And, and, and uh, 538 has, just because I had it open, has the uh, Seahawks 32%, 49ers 68% to win the division, uh, Niners 88% to make the playoffs, Seahawks 79% to make the playoffs. I, the one thing I would just say is, like, if the Bucks look okay on Monday night, you got to go to Tampa, and then you got to fly back on a short week to Seattle, and you're doing that against, you know, not... I mean, nothing to take two two playoff current playoff caliber teams. Like, if the Niners 
were to lose the next two weeks, which I, I don't think that I think they'd probably go one and one, could go two and zero, oh. but zero oh and two is not off the table. No, of course not. If all of a sudden they're eight and six, I mean, how hard would you be smashing the panic button, knowing that they have the Commanders and then the you know three winnable games to close out, like two and three gets them in the playoffs. Well, not only that, I mean, you're talking about losing to a division opponent that now nullifies the tiebreaker and you have to go into, you know, the head-to-head tiebreaker because 49ers won earlier in the season. If if Seattle starts to, they win, they nullify that. So, yeah, no, you're starting to really go down into the weeds. And if Brock Purdy is not the guy and and they can't get a Baker Mayfield, then, then, yeah, I mean, obviously, then you start to worry about going up against Washington and that defensive front. And Vegas has been frisky. They feel, you know, they can run straight. Of course they can run and they have Devontae Adams. I mean, clearly. And then Arizona, who knows? You catch him on a bad day. Cliff Kingsbury's coaching for his job. You you never know what can happen. Things can go haywire, obviously. But I do trust the defense. I do trust the running game. And more importantly, I do trust Kyle Shanahan to not put Brock Purdy in situations where he has to win them football games. I don't think that's going to happen. I'll just say this. If Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The This tie with the Giants and the Washington football team or the Commandos is really throws a monkey wrench in the playoff race because, for instance, if San Francisco were to lose the next two games and Seattle were to beat the Panthers in Week 14, uh, I think regardless of who wins, no, yeah. If the, and then Washington beats New York, assuming that I mean, you know, assuming that uh, actually, I guess I need to factor in the Philly game too. Um, yeah, San Francisco would still be the seventh seed at eight and six if New York goes zero and two. But if like the Giants beat Washington, yeah, actually, no, they would still have, okay. So eight and six is still in every. But my point being is that like, if San Francisco lost the next two games and Seattle beats the Panthers at home in Week fourteen, which they'll, they'll be their favorite to do so. Like San Francisco's playoff hopes would drop dramatically. Now go win, you know, wanted want both of those games, and you're just in the postseason. Um, and Seattle is the one in trouble. But you know they would move from the you know the three seed to the seventh seed all of a sudden, uh, even with a with a Giants win. Um, so it, it, point being is like this can get a little tricky for San Francisco. We're all sort of just assuming Brock Purdy's going to like maintain the level of play that we saw him have filling in for Jimmy G on like on a minute's notice, which is just which is ridiculous. Right. I mean, yeah, like, you know, he's the last pick of the draft for a reason, you know, and he, and he, 
as Wilson points out, he played really well two years ago. Last year, uh, there's a reason he fell in the draft. You know, that's that's the bottom line. Well, I mean, look at Mike White, even in New York. I mean, you know, 300 yards, three touchdowns one week, couple interceptions, the team loses the next. It's when you have these quarterbacks that aren't first, second round picks, that's what happens. Yeah. They're, they're going to be inconsistent. He's got a lot of experience playing, and we trust Kyle Shanahan. We trust this defense. We trust this this skill position guys. Did we trust him to get maybe get the ball into you know into their hands quickly? Like you saw, like the the use check touchdown. It's roll him out, boom, you know, easy read, easy throw. No, no easy throw. Like a, a but like a a, a non dangerous throw. Right. You know, that's what Kyle Shanahan's going to do. So these next two weeks, man, huge for Brock Purdy and the San Francisco 49ers. I wouldn't be that shocked if they claim Baker. I don't know that he would. He might not even make it that far to him. Reportedly, several people in like interested in Baker. I don't, I'm not really sure why. Um, but if I, if I were the 49ers, I'm probably putting a claim in on Baker. I mean, as weird as it sounds, I don't know what the waiver order is or anything like that, but like if you're in an NFC contender and you feel like that could be a threat, do you just claim Baker? Absolutely. Just, like, what, like, if you're the Buccaneers, why wouldn't you claim Baker? Right. Like, just and, yeah. and block him from going to San Francisco and playing against you like in a week. <laughs> I mean, we've seen it all the time in our fantasy football leagues, right? Like, that's yeah. what happens. Well, you could also just claim him and cut him. Right. You exactly. know, and then force somebody else to do it, which would be kind of a rude move. But um, right, right. I mean, it's a little bit easier. Although, actually, it. if you claim Baker, you have to take on his salary. Right. But I didn't, didn't I read that it was like a million bucks or something like that? I, I guess I'll, I mean, I'll have to double check, but it's 18 divided. I mean, it's basically like, a million bucks per week, I think. Okay. Because it was the fifth year option. But maybe, maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong about how that's distributed. And I'm not sure about the fifth year option in terms of that. All right. Either way, wouldn't be shocking if the Niners claimed him. Wouldn't be shocking if you're right. Like in Seattle. If you're Seattle and you're well, I mean, Pete Carroll is not going to play him over Geno Smith. But if you think that you can block San Francisco from possibly getting him, that's a, that's reeks of a Pete Carroll move. So I'm, I'm reading this really quickly just because I, I searched it from Field Yates. It's it said a team would uh, claim Baker Mayfield off, wave, well, off waivers on Tuesday would owe him one point three four nine million dollars in base salary for the rest of the regular season. Ah, so nothing. Okay, so really yeah. nothing. Okay, that's how it worked out then. All right. I mean, I think I think you'll see him get claimed. Yeah. Oh, to for your sure. point, either by somebody who knows that it's um, a cheap option on a flyer who's a guy who's a former number one overall pick or somebody who wants to block San Francisco from possibly getting him on the roster and forcing them to play Brock Purdy the rest of the year. All right, that'll do it for us. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. For Sully, I'm Brinson. We will see you guys later. It was a very bright, shining light, Sarajevo, and they needed to kill that light. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. U2, they represent a personification of our resistance. The Hollywood Reporter hails Kiss the Future, moving and inspirational. Kiss the Future! Viva Sarajevo! Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount+, Plus to try it free. Terms apply.